welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the fifth week of Lent. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who have made all those reborn in Christ a chosen race and a royal priesthood, grant us, we pray, the grace to will and to do what you command that the people called to eternal life may be one in the faith of their hearts and the homage of their deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Ezekiel. The Lord says this, I am going to take the sons of Israel from the nations where they have gone, I shall gather them together from everywhere and bring them home to their own soil. I shall make them into one nation in my own land and on the mountains of Israel, and one king is to be king of them all. They will no longer form two nations, nor be two separate kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and their filthy practices and all their sins. I shall rescue them from all the betrayals they have been guilty of. I shall cleanse them. They shall be my people, and I will be their God. My servant David will reign over them, one shepherd for all. They will follow my observances, respect my laws, and practice them. They will live in the land that I gave my servant Jacob, the land in which your ancestors lived. They will live in it. They, their children, their children's children, forever. David, my servant, is to be their prince forever. I shall make a covenant of peace with them, an eternal covenant with them. I shall resettle them and increase them. I shall settle my sanctuary among them forever. I shall make my home above them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. And the nations will learn that I am the Lord, the sanctifier of Israel, when my sanctuary is with them forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. O nations, hear the word of the Lord. Proclaim it to the far off coasts. Say, he who scatters Israel will gather him and guard him as a shepherd guards his flock, 
The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob, has saved him from an overpowering hand. They will come and shout for joy on Mount Zion. They will stream to the blessings of the Lord. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. Then the young girls will rejoice and dance. The men, young and old, will be glad. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will console them, give gladness for grief. The Lord will guard us like a shepherd guarding his flock. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Rid yourself of all your sins and make a new heart and a new spirit. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to tell the Pharisees what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting. Here is this man working all these signs, they said, and what action are we taking? If we let him go on in this way, everybody will believe in him, and the Romans will come and destroy the holy place and our nation. One of them, Caiaphas, the high priest that year, said, You do not seem to have grasped the situation at all. You fail to see that it is better for one man to die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did not speak in his own person. It was as high priest that he made this prophecy that Jesus was to die for the nation. And not for the nation only, but to gather together in unity the scattered children of God. From that day they were determined to kill him. So Jesus no longer went about openly among the Jews, but left the district for a town called Ephraim, in the country bordering on the desert, and stayed there with his disciples. The Jewish Passover drew near, and many of the country people who had gone up to Jerusalem to purify themselves looked out for Jesus, saying to one another as they stood about in the temple, What do you think? Will he come to the festival or not? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I always think there's a bit of a risk with Holy Week of just looking at the externals, of standing on the outside and looking in and seeing all the terrible things that Jesus suffer and and allowing that to well up a, a certain pity in our minds. But as Jesus is carrying his cross to Calvary, he he meets some women of Jerusalem who are weeping over him. And he he tells them, look, don't weep over me. Weep over yourselves. It's, It's not enough just to feel sorry for me. Because the crucifixion isn't just something that's happening to Jesus. He's not just there as a victim. He's there accomplishing something. And, and these are the last words we, that, that he says. He's like, it, it's finished. It's accomplished. It's happened. It's, it's done. So what is it that Jesus is doing? Well, today, in the readings that we're given, we have a key which helps to unlock the events of Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. From the prophet Ezekiel, we hear this great promise from God 
that he is going to unite his people. He's going to gather the ones who have been scattered. He's going to bring them all together into one. And he's going to unite them under a shepherd king. Now, King David, of course, he was a shepherd boy and he was king. And he's kind of the high point of the kings of Israel. But not long after David finishes his reign, it all falls apart and Israel is scattered to the four winds. But God's not content because he is going to send another shepherd king to gather that which has been scattered, to unite what has been flung apart. And so we receive a new shepherd king. And he is fully on display, reigning as he hangs upon the cross. Because this is the moment when he's shown to be the true king. We have that sign nailed above his head. Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. We see the crown of thorns, which is mockingly put upon his head, and yet which truly crowns him as king. But on the cross, Jesus also shows himself to be shepherd. What does he say? I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my friends. On the cross, Jesus shows himself to be the true shepherd king, the fulfillment of the promise of Ezekiel. Now let's hear once more these words that are being fulfilled in Christ. The Lord says this, I'm going to take the sons of Israel from the nations where they have gone. I shall gather them together from everywhere and bring them home. My servant David will reign over them. One shepherd for all. David, my servant, is to be their prince forever. I shall make a covenant of peace with them, an eternal covenant with them. Jesus is this great gathering force which unites all the peoples of the world. And I think this becomes a particular consolation to us right now as we're all experiencing our own isolation. What's the mantra of today? Social distancing, keeping apart, remaining at home. And while we all experience this isolation, we have this great word coming to us from the prophet Ezekiel. God hasn't created us in order to be isolated, to be socially distant. He's created us for communion. And Jesus has been sent in order to gather us together. That we've been made for communion. Now, the high point for us, of course, is sacramental communion. When we receive Holy Communion, when we come to Mass, when we receive the body of Christ, and having received the body of Christ, when we return to our pews, we look around and we can see that Christ is dwelling in each one of us and united us in such an intimate and profound way. We see on display the way that God has sent Christ to gather us together. Well, we don't have that right now. But Jesus is still Jesus. And he is still this gathering force. He draws us into a spiritual family. We are made sons and daughters of the Father, and so we are family. And so, let's pray for each other. Let's be aware of each other's presence and unite with each other's prayers. Because we are still the church, the body of Christ.
at the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father and to do as we are told by Jesus, who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger. O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.